Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I did stumble upon this very interesting article, and it is somewhat related. You'll you'll see what I'm getting at in a minute. This is a uh, opinion piece written by Tom Nicola, N-I-K-K-O-L-A, over at tomnicola.com. And it asks the question, what if we've all been primed? We're all in this together. Stay home. Stay safe. We'll get through this. This is the new normal. These words have been repeated so many times, you'd think they're used for selling the latest superfood. No, they're not selling a superfood, but it is possible they're trying to sell us something. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, I don't watch a whole lot of television, right? But every now and then, like I was sitting at Thirsty Owl, which is a bar here in town, I get to see what's going on on, on television, and it's just nonstop this crap, this whole stay home, stay safe. Stay and home, it's, stay safe. And it's uh, this this safety all the time mentality is prevalent throughout the uh, the advertisements. Now they're showing masked people. Are the you know the actors in the advertisements are now masked, so like this is constantly being hit home uh, to the television watching audience. Indeed, and, and the, the author the news is covering it constantly. Too. The author indicates as much. He says uh, he and his uh, girlfriend were watching you know the news, and just before the news shifted to commercial, the news person stated, "Stay home, stay oh, safe." God. The commercials came on with one after another, using the phrases mentioned above. That was the moment... Yeah, I, I had not even read this story, but yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. That was the moment the author first realized how often those phrases were coming at us. You know, if you look at uh, the signs that you're in a cult, one of them is chanting. Now... You know, one of you, the signs of a cult yeah. is chanting. Yeah. One of the signs of a cult is chanting. And normally when you think of chanting, that's what you think of, is you're saying the same thing repeatedly right after you've done saying it. But it also is true that you're saying the same thing over time is a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a chant in, in a way. It is definitely brainwashing when you're hearing the same thing over and over and over again in a variety of different circumstances from a variety of different individuals. It has an impact. All of whom are controlled by the government. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, the author continues, as John Barr explains in his article published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, the past 25 years have seen amazing empirical advances in our knowledge of the kinds of psychological concepts and processes that can be primed or put into motion unconsciously. Social norms to guide or channel behavior within the situation, goals to achieve high performance to cooperate with an opponent, or to be fair-minded and egalitarian, emotions that shape our reactions and responses to subsequent unrelated stimuli, and, of course, knowledge structures such as stereotypes and trait constructs for the use in the comprehension and encoding of often ambiguous social behavior. Social behavior itself can be produced unconsciously in the same fashion. Consider this statement. We're all in this together. If you hear this over and over and unconsciously believe it, then it means those who don't follow the conventional recommendations aren't in this with you. They're outsiders. They're easy to target and hate and slander. It feels okay to treat them as outsiders because people believe they have the support of their pack to do so. That was one of the big ones they used in Brazil. Which one? Uh, we're all in it together. We're all in it together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, what's old is new again. I mean, a lot of these things are not new concepts. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, a lot of them are, are predicted. They're making a uh, a a uh, movie of Brave New World, mm. uh, which I uh, which was named after the Shakespeare Shakespeare quote I quoted earlier, and uh, 
and the uh, article said, A Brave New World Arrives in the World It Prophesied About. Mm. And it's so true. Yep. It's, uh, Wouldn't that be a brave rebooted world? Um, if they're remaking it? Well, it's uh, it was originally a book. Uh, they're making a movie of the book, so oh, okay. it's not a remake. All right, all right. Uh, and politicians do this frequently, right? Uh, they will word whatever it is they're trying to lobby for uh, in a way that makes you think, oh, well, the opposite of that is bad. No child left behind. Patriot Act. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, not, if you're not for this No Child Left Behind Act, then you want children to be left behind. Apparently somebody is selling mesh masks. Mm, so you can like see through it even easier. You can see through it, breathe through it. Okay. Like I mean, it's basically chain mail for your face, <laughs> right? But it satisfies the requirement of Does wearing it? a mask wherever <laughs> wearing a mask is required. I'm still going to go with a Guy Fox mask. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know the masks that people use, right? The regular bandana, piece of cloth, whatever. You know, any any old fabric that people are using for their masks uh, apparently qualifies as good enough for you know these laws. Uh, and so apparently a mask with just bigger holes between the weave also <laughs> qualifies. And so, yeah, somebody is now selling uh, masks that you can see through, breathe through. You know, it's just basically an outline with, you know, a larger weave. Hmm. Uh, and I thought that that was uh, an interesting market behavior. Hmm. <laughs> so behavioral priming can lead us to believe something is a fact even without evidence to support it. Sure. And this explains all the people who go, yeah, blah, 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 science. Right? It's like, well, okay, can you cite the, the article? Settled. Can you Can you show me the data? No, I saw it on TV or the newscaster told... Okay, all right. Well, then you don't really know about science. You don't care about science. Yeah, science is the last mm-hmm. thing on your mind. You're just parroting what you heard on the boob tube. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe that nothing called a vaccine could ever cause a side effect, you hate science. Right. <laughs> what if the phrases we've constantly heard have shaped the way we think about our actions, the way we judge others' actions, and the way we might accept life in the future? If it becomes different from what we've experienced in the past, what if there are motivations behind all of this that are not pure? The only way to find out is to ask questions. The weird part in all of this is that once people begin asking questions, they're often met with an onslaught Mm -hmm. of hate, anger, and assorted other, you know, sort of negative emotions, which makes you wonder even more if there isn't something sinister behind it all. What if, by you simply asking, what if, you start to feel less concerned about COVID-19 and more about where we're headed as a country or species for that matter? Of course, I could be way off base with these questions. If I am, I don't mind. I'm simply asking questions worth considering. Wisdom comes from asking questions, not from simply following along with whatever we're told. Yeah. We all need to ask more questions rather than accept all answers. And evidence to that is just Socrates. Yeah. Uh, There's not much wisdom when it comes to crowds. So you usually don't want to follow them. And, of course, when you're asking questions like this around a crowd of angry, fearful people, uh, they could lash out in violence uh, against you. There's a there's a yeah. large amount of shaming going on out there in society. I was just going to say the media is really, I mean, they've done their job with this deal. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just like Pavlov, Pavlov you know, you ring the bell. And, you know, they say anything about COVID, our mouths water, you know, just as a society. Um it's like, it's ridiculous. You know, and I really think that without the media, we wouldn't even know 
anything was happening. Um, That's I mean, right. I, I, I pulled mm-hmm. up, I pulled up the death rate for the last 20 years uh-huh. and the last five years, we've been at about a 1.2% cliff increase deaths per 100,000 citizens. And this year we're at 1.2%. So did we cure a bunch of other stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, right. uh, you know, did those deaths get replaced with, you know, did, I guess there's less heart attacks and less flu and, and all that stuff. Well, if you, know, you died just, of a heart attack while you had COVID, how would they report it? COVID. Oh, it's definitely COVID. Right. If you die in the hospital and you look like you had COVID, they're going to mark COVID. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's just that's just the way it's been. Um, well, and the federal so government, think, you know, the media, the I'm media sorry. has done a. I'm sorry, oh, Steve. The, the federal government. Uh, I was reading an article today, actually, that says uh, the incentives uh, for you know marking people as dead by COVID are very strong. The financial incentives. I have a friend that works at one of the hospitals here in Arkansas, and they get from the federal government thirteen thousand dollars every time there's a death attributed to COVID. Wow! Wow! So Ooh, that's a perverse imagine, incentive. Exactly. And I and I, I happen to know a lady whose dad had a heart attack, went to the hospital. He was starting to get a little better, uh, but then he actually had another heart attack and passed away. And on his death certificate, it says COVID. Now, Jeez. he never got tested. He never had symptoms. I mean, he was there for a completely unrelated reason. Yeah, And, and, the, and if that's happening in little old Arkansas, you know that it's happening Oh yeah! On a bigger scale, you bet your babushka it's happening in the big cities uh, for sure. And, and testing so positive. That, I, I just wanted to finish up that point on that. But another thing I wanted to talk about real quick was the, you know, this coin shortage. Is this is this a real issue, or is it just a result of all the shutdowns I, and le- less money being circulated? I got a coffee can full of coins, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do too. I've, I've got a, you know, those big things of pretzels you can buy that come in like a barrel. Yeah. I have I have a, one of those full of coins. So, but every every fast food joint you go to, every like here especially, I don't know how it is where you guys live, but it's like please pay with pay with debit or credit or use exact change. Really? We don't have coins. Apparently, Bill Clinton went to Epstein's Island twenty six times. Yeah. Things that make you go so, hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and for me, that's creepy. Because, you know, I'm eight years old. I'm sitting at the dinner table with him and Hillary with my grandparents when he was governor of Arkansas. And, you know, wait, what's, I don't know what's, what they're You had okay. dinner with Bill Clinton. Okay, wait, I just want to say that Steve did not kill himself. He's tied to the Clintons <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah. yeah. No, actually, twice. We well, went to their I, house twice. I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the thing that creeps me out is that when Acosta was asked why he cut Epstein a sweetheart deal because a guy named Acosta uh, was the prosecutor on that case, he said, I was told he belonged to intelligence and was above my pay grade. But nobody's ever asked Acosta who told him that. Mm. Nobody's ever asked Acosta on what authority was he told that. And nobody's ever asked Acosta, is it the policy of the United States government to tolerate sex trafficking by people attached to the intelligence community? Because I I think that's something that the people would want to know. So when you look at for this coin shortage thing, you start seeing lots of stories about businesses 
that are changing how they behave. So one of them that's making the rounds right now is Kroger, the grocery store yeah. uh, chain. They are now no longer giving out change to customers. Uh, according to now, when Fox you say news. change, you mean coins only. Like if I bring coins, in yeah. like a twenty dollar bill and I buy ten bucks worth of groceries, they're going to give me my ten bucks. Yeah, right? yeah. Specifically, coin change. Otherwise, I'm not shopping at Kroger, which I guess right. I'm not anyway. But uh, so they're halting the use of coin change at their stores in response to a shortage caused by the coronavirus pandemic, according to Fox 19 Cincinnati. How? how Mm. Okay, go the on. Federal Reserve said last month mm. the pandemic has, quote, significantly disrupted the supply chain and normal circulation patterns for U.S. coin. What has happened is that, and tell me if this makes any sense to you. I'm well, it doesn't this. already, right. because think of the coins <laughs> in your pocket and ask yourself how many of them were coined this year. Yeah. Almost none of them. Exactly. Right. Uh, quote, this is the explanation from the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, in a virtual hearing with the House Financial Services Committee on June 17th. He said, quote, what has happened is that with the partial closure of the economy, the flow of coins through the economy has gotten all, it's kind of stopped, he said. If the coronavirus pandemic, quote unquote, and by this I mean the government shutdown, uh, you know, across all of the United States, maybe even the globe, all these other economies following suit. Um, you know, the United States, in particular. I mean, yeah, you're going to see a reduction in the circulation of cash when you, oh, I don't know, cause 45 million people to suddenly be unemployed. But if it was a re- just a reduction in the circulation, then it would seem that the coins would have stayed where they were and then started moving again, right? Like, why would why would if it was just the circulation reducing and people stopped buying things, right. then they started buying things again? Why would the coins not be there? Right. They're still where you mm-hmm. left them. That and as people get poorer, you would expect that. Like I have, I've had sometimes ten pounds of change mm-hmm. in my ha- in my house. If I run low on cash. I'm going to bring that back to the store. That's right. So I put it know back what... in circulation. So I don't. None of what they're Doesn't saying make sense. makes sense to me as an as an economist or or as just as a person. I wonder if Coinstar is hoarding all the coins. I, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> you know, when you get poor for a minute, you're like, oh, time to hit up the Coinstar. Let me dump my coffee can of change. They're into selling the Bitcoin now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, they have for some time. But actually. for whatever reason, from what I understand, they're actually not selling it for coins. Um, like you have to put dollars in or something like there's some other like you can't take your coins and get Bitcoin for oh, the coins, which seems counterintuitive. That, Why would they? That doesn't make any sense. That, but that's that's my understanding of how it works. I've seen some some really dumb examples of people falling for this propaganda about mass. There was one day I, I walked I was driving to the office. I saw a guy walking down the street wearing his mask. You see that quite a bit. That's pretty common. And then shortly after that, I saw a guy riding his bicycle down the street with a mask on. <laughs> I, now, saw, I saw somebody jogging with their mask on. You never know when someone yeah. might cough right in your face as you're riding a bicycle by them. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. But then that wasn't bad enough. Today, I saw one that just takes the cake. Hmm. All right. So imagine this guy riding down the street on his big old Harley with the raised bars and the big old loud pipes and blah, 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 blah. The ape hangers? And, mm-hmm. Yep, and he's got a black face mask on. I go, oh, my gosh. I said, here's a tough motorcycle guy on his Harley trying to impress everybody with his loud pipes, hmm. and he's wearing a mask. I'm, I almost wanted to roll down the window and say, hey, you big sissy. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, 
I like my teeth too much, and I just went to the dentist today and got a new tooth put in. <laughs> wow. I didn't want to risk that. Yeah, now, but, I've, I've read what? a bit about the masks and, you know, that it, it can do harm. The headline is, the secretive government agency planting cyanide bombs across the United States. Uh, this crossed my feed uh, saying that uh, one of these cyanide bombs has uh, injured uh, a child. And it, I was like, what? I don't understand. Why would some government agency be planting cyanide bombs anywhere that could possibly hurt a child? And so uh, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, there's an organization called Wildlife Services, uh, and it kills thousands of animals at ranches and farmers' behest, but it operates with little oversight, and critics describe it as out of control. Imagine that, some sort of government agency with little oversight that runs rampant. Hmm. I've never heard this story before. Uh, the call came over Tony Manu's police radio one March day in 2017. Some sort of pipe had exploded in the hills outside of Pocatello, Idaho, and the son of a well-known local doctor was hurt or worse. Hmm. Manu, a longtime detective with the county sheriff's office, was shocked. A pipe bomb in Pocatello? We were like, holy S, says Manu. The, he hit the gas and screeched up winding mountain roads from outside of town. I thought maybe the victim was missing a leg or something. That's what it sounded like. At the home. Is it really that shocking? I mean, are, aren't teenage boys making pipe bombs anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do they do for fun in Pocatello, Idaho these days? Yeah. I never actually made a pipe bomb growing up, but, yeah. you know, I would have loved to have done that. I made really dangerous fireworks. If you hadn't heard of the U.S. agency that placed the bomb, you're not alone. Its name is Wildlife Services. And for years, it has operated in relative obscurity. Surprise. With- <laughs> yeah. There's a ton of government agencies you've never heard of. With limited oversight from Congress or the American public. Again, surprise. Housed in the Department of Agriculture, the agency primarily works on behalf of private ranchers and farmers killing coyotes, wolves, bears, birds, and other creatures that cause problems for agricultural interests. In 2018, it exterminated nearly 1.5 million native animals and a huge number of invasive animals as well. Sounds to me like a service that could very easily be done by the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, much like you would hire somebody to care for your lawn, you know, I would imagine that you could hire somebody could to hire a killer to care, kill some animals, care for the pests that yeah. you know invade your farm or whatever. Except mm-hmm. these corporations want the taxpayers to pay for it, right? Well, yeah, yeah. they don't want to pay for it themselves. Even though they do, and they pay far more than what the market would charge. Oh, they are in, paying? In, in the, well, no, I'm just saying via tax, right? Well, the corporations don't yeah, pay taxes. People pay taxes. Right, their customers pay. Correct. You had mentioned something about California going back into lockdown? Yeah, I know. not should really be too surprised about this. California, one of the most restrictive of all of the 50 states during the COVID mm-hmm. crackdown, is re-cracking down, as we've heard some states saying, uh, restaurants must close. They're input, you know, putting in more restrictions, re- re-bringing back uh, restrictions. California's Governor Gavin Newsom has now, as of today, ordered all counties in the state to close all bars and indoor operations of businesses, including restaurants, movie theaters, and museums, as uh, COVID-19 cases continue to climb. Remember, just the cases are climbing. <laughs> right, yeah. The, the narrative has changed. They used to highlight the number of deaths. Yeah. But because that's been declining, they've now changed the right. key word to cases. 
I, I don't know. Uh, if you're in California, aren't you tired of being poor, being forced to be poor? You're not poor enough yet, apparently. Uh, apparently, they haven't created enough. If you're of the freedom of mind and you live in any of these states, I encourage you to, to pack up and come to New Hampshire. There are jobs here. Uh, you know, everybody seems to be working remotely these days because of the, the COVID crackdown. And so, you know, perhaps if you have skills that translate to remote work, uh, it'll be easy for you to move and join other liberty-minded folks. The businesses will be allowed to operate outdoors if possible, except for bars, he said. If there was such a thing as dumb coin and we could have attached it to the stupidity level of the general population, why, we'd probably be rich right now. Where will the peak dumb be, though? I mean, are we even close? Or Oh, we, I don't think we so. We haven't approached peak dumb yet. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think they'd have to be rolling out government brondo. To everybody, you know, to reach peak dumbness. But it's got electrolytes. Yeah. It's what plants crave. That's what I've been told. <laughs> uh, so circling back uh, to this article on the cyanide bombs. Uh, if you, and it killed that cyanide dog, Cyanide right? actually yeah. also has electrolytes. Is that the picture is, of the dog with the kid there? It, it is. Oh, yeah. so sad. Uh, so, uh, Congressman Peter DeFazio said that he served on Homeland Security and he had no idea, uh, who this wildlife services agency was. That's because they're not part of Homeland Security. They're part of the Department of Agriculture. Right. But even local law enforcement agencies are, uh, have been unaware to the, of the extent of the agency's activities in, in their jurisdiction. Which, for those of you just tuning in, includes putting cyanide bombs on private and public lands that some kid went up to and got sprayed in the face with him and his dog. Yep. Uh, this, killing the dog. This is from Lauren Nielsen, the now, longtime sheriff. If you were a private um, exterminator and you randomly left a cyanide bomb out, <laughs> killed a neighbor's yeah, kid, there'd be some what liability. would your liability position be? I think you'd get sued. 150 Minneapolis cops have filed for disability claims of PTSD, Ooh. which they attribute to the George Floyd protests. Wow. I wonder if any of them got PATHG from actually murdering people or just from the re- after effects of murdering you, you people. Would, you would think if, you know, cops were going to get PTSD that they would just get it on a regular basis. But somehow 150 of them all got it simultaneously due to some folks protesting, you know, the police murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. So this is from uh, theroot.com. The mendacity of police officers never ceases to amaze me, not to mention the extensive luxuries they get to enjoy as the result of taxpayer money. As the Washington Post reports, 150 police officers from the Minneapolis Police Department have started the process of filing disability claims that will allow them to leave the force and still receive pay on the basis that they are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD. So far, about 20% of the force has indicated that they are traumatized and unable to work. 20%! 20%! Wow. What exactly was the trauma that you suffered? Somebody said something mean. (laughs) Well, they did burn down their police station. That's that's probably pretty scary. (laughs) Well, that was after they left. True. They they did leave, right? Like so what was the possible trauma? It's not like they were involved in combat here, right? Many of mm. whom are uh, you know, combat veterans or have spent Well, they time were involved in, the in fleeing from combat. 
According to Muser, some of his clients fearfully counted their ammunition during the Minneapolis protests to make sure they would have a bullet for themselves to avoid being beaten to death. <laughs> wow. That's quite a story. Uh, if only. I would laugh at the hyperbole if I wasn't so disgusted. <laughs> Instead, I'll just say that we have seen no evidence of people beating cops to death. No. As much as some of them might deserve it, that hasn't happened. But we have Ooh. seen copious videos of cops doing everything from beating people to kneeling on their neck until they're dead. Yeah. So and basically, so- they were afraid that somebody might treat them the way they treat others. Yep. Golden rule. What goes around comes around, boys. You wear the badge. You deserve what's coming. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I revel in in anything like that. Do you think those officers didn't realize before that people hated them? Hmm. Was this the first time that they uh, finally got a clue that, oh my God, there's a lot of people out there that actually don't appreciate what I'm doing here? It, I think it was the first time that they re- realized that they might be made to pay a price mm, for yeah. the abuse that they had I, done. You know, there is another angle here, and it could be that this guy, Muser, Mouser, whatever, however you pronounce his freaking name, the attorney here, is a bit of an ambulance chaser in reverse, in that mm. he smelled some money. Hell yeah. Right? And he's like, well, because we know that these police departments don't hire people of high IQs. In fact, a lot of them have policies against hiring people with higher IQs. That's true. And they want to hire, you know, medium to low IQs because, well, they make more obedient servants uh, than people with high IQs. Uh, and so perhaps this muser guy uh, smelled some money and was like, hey, if I can get enough of these cops to get together and file for PTSD, I bet you I can line my pockets. Right? Because what better gravy train is there than, you know, funding from taxpayer money? Yeah. So, Don't even have to worry about if people can't afford it because can't afford your taxes, they're going to take it anyway. So uh, Muser, this attorney, says his cop clients are seriously traumatized by having to watch citizens exercise their constitutional right to <laughs> protest. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.